watching prohibition fall down. All right, let's get into the grow talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's like grow, grow talk, talk guys. Can we have smoking talk if we're going to get into grow talk? Because Guru actually just taught me how to actually take a dab off a nectar collector, and I'll be damned. What do you mean? One and I've been doing it wrong, man. I put it into the into the jar, and I guess that screws up the terpenes. Well, I mean, think about it. You spend so much time and effort to make sure when those are getting processed yep. that that nothing is really ever at high temperatures. Why would you put like a four hundred degree dabber hitting up against it in the container to yep. where you're? Yes, you're vaporizing some, but you're changing other stuff that's in there too yeah this is the strongest hit i've ever gotten this is my, my honey badger shout out to our friends over there at nectarcollector.org but dude i just and what happens is you just clear the spoon you just keep going to you clear the spoon i'll be damned do you feel different from i'd say your eyeballs upward i'm gonna give it a whirl sorry dude well you were enjoying your nectar collector i was just toking on my fine flower so i could shout out to the members dgc out there people supporting this show podcast however you consume it uh much appreciated guys it's ten dollars a month really help if we've helped you grow if we've helped you had a better harvest that's a great way to give back you could do it for a month you could do it for four years cancel any time you get entered in all these giveaways we do a grand giveaway every month we've got the sk 400 going out with upgraded light engine this month next month we've got the rapid led kit two emerson boards an exotic board a bluefish controller the month after that we have a brand new 2018 toyota tacoma (laughs) (laughs) i just have a buddy actually most of my buddies have forerunners now i guess they're old enough to get suckered into paying 800 dollars a month for a truck but holy crap man how much uh, those things cost you can go and spend seventy thousand dollars on a nice truck these days. Yes. Like, Don't even get me shit. started. My one of my very good friends did that. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, that was 50, a $48,000 vehicle. And I looked at him and I go, are you rich? And I don't know it. <laughs> like, but, you know, I guess whatever. No kids, all that jazz. You have some more options if you want to be financially strapped down by a huge payment. But take it back to membership. Yes, Scotty, if you can afford that. $10 a month, 30 cents a day, uh, 30% off the DGC outlet for merch. Uh, 30% off Real Growers Recharge, Seeds Here Now, free seeds from Seeds Here Now. When I'm out and about doing things in this industry, I'm always trying to think of more hookups and things we can get to the members. If you're a grower, there's five-gallon radical bags yeah. in right now. You can get 30% off. I got 100 well gallons in my in my greenhouse. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I'm trying not Go. to do that. But I just wanted to tell you that I have 100-gallon radical bags in my greenhouse. I waited for them. I could have done other things, and I was like, I want the best. And so I waited for them. I want this root pruning. I want them to breed. So thank you so much, Shane, for sending those, and get ready to see some dank being pushed out of them. For your Canadian DGC as well, or just if you want some merch, I have hats up here. They've been smuggled in, as I say, by my mother-in-law. Uh, I got 30 DGC hats. If you haven't seen them on dogrows.com in the outlet, you can see what they look like. And if you're Canadian DGC, just hit me up on the contact and say, I'd like to get a hat. Uh, They're the same price with you got to do the conversion or whatever's going on with the dollar and the Canadian dollar. And then plus Canadian shipping. But if you're a member, you get 30% off all that anyway. So hook it up. Excellent. Does UPS give us 30% off shipping because they're DGC members? That's how that works. I, don't know, but I haven't done the logistics <laughs> yet. Hey, I'm actually wearing one of the one of the new shirts, my high intensity, low profile shirt. Thanks, Karma Dog shirts. You can get all these in the DGC outlet as well, so you can support us that way. And if you don't want no material things, just tell your friends or just share it online. Uh, we appreciate yeah. the hell out of that. If you can't afford membership, you can't do anything else, man. Spread the show. 
you know, if you've seen Scott, Scotty, just send people a bunch of stickers. Just like Scotty was questioned, stickered up the Emerald Cup a little bit. I'm like, where are you going to put these stickers, man? Next thing I know, I'm using the ATM. Dude, grow show. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you made fun of me for putting stickers on the portalettes. I was hanging out with a pretty cool guy I met over at the at the the lake. And he, I go, what do you do? And he goes, I wrap portalettes. He had the idea to wrap portalettes, man. And I go, whoa. I go, what? You, I, I, oh, for advertising? Yeah. And I was like, how'd you think of that idea? But of course I know, man, because we were smoking a joint together. I'm like, you were stoned as fuck waiting in line at a portalette one day, man. Uh, and he did. He goes, yeah, who wants boring portalettes, man? Can we? That should be the type of advertisement that Dude Grows first pays for is let's just get portalettes, Dude Grows branded all over the place. Yeah, make them look like a giant joint. I like it. Fair enough. I'm going to see what, what the DGC is. Who, who is growing some dank? Deal. Sorry. This is uh, DudeGrows.com under the latest dank nugs. Can I say this guy's this name? Dirt. It just sounds fun to say. Imboba. Yes, this is Durbin Kush. Yes, sir. What do, you, what, do you, what do you call him? Imboba. I was going to go Imboba. Imboba. Two different variations there. Yeah, mine's South uh, Durb, Durban Kush, which is Durban Poison crossed with Chem Dog, crossed with OG Kush. Feminized seeds from Ethos, grown in four-gallon fabric pots, Foxwell Ocean Forest soil with added grow stones, various bottled nudes as needed. I like that. Just, yeah, what do you grow with? Various bottled nudes as needed, my friend. Uh, with recharge and mammoth P on yeah. two different brands of LED lights, platinum and Viper Spectra, which I would say is my limiting factor, hoping to upgrade the next run. I right, like you know, see, so like likes to use that terminology. What is your limiting factor here in the grow? I love the color of these, especially as a recharge user. I love the color of these buds, man. I just you know they're not starving. Uh, they're ready to finish up. Uh, so and, says and you the can growth, see the fade. Though. You can see the fade starting on some of them. But, uh, yeah, I, j- I just love the color of those buds, man. So this strain was an absolute treat to grow. Self-leveling canopy with sturdy stems and very little larf. That's pretty you – know, self-leveling canopy is a very common attribute in a strain, but that's nice when you don't have to deal with – you know, usually unless you top and do a bunch of that, you don't have too much of a self-leveling canopy. Yeah, what a beautiful um, plant. Look at the last picture. What an absolutely gorgeous plant. He must have topped yeah, so the, a little bit. The cool spring here really made the fade colorful with some gorgeous purples on the tops. I yeah. do not defoliate arbitrarily during flower as I think it adds unnecessary stress and makes the plants look ugly. <laughs> right on. Beautiful. Everybody's got their own growth style. So, yes. But, I will tell, since he said light is a limiting factor, then uh, check out Horticulture Lighting Group because we do have some coupon codes over there. The HLD 550, we hear a lot of people growers using that. You're using 360s, right, or 300s? I have one 550 covering a 5x5 and then two 360s covering the other 5x5. Well, if you do upgrade and and get rid of your limiting factor, coupon code DUDE at Horticulture Lighting Group. Is valid for the HLG 550, V1 and V2, HLG 300, V1 and V2, and the HLG Elite 360. FYI. Yeah, FYI. sorry. I'm laughing because I've actually been hanging out in my grow lately, and I actually have a sliding glass door in my grow. And I was sitting there smoking a joint, uh, smoking a joint in the grow. There you go. Prove my point. <laughs> and I was uh, looking at the reflection at the LEDs, the, uh, the 550 LEDs and the 360s. And it was interesting through the reflection, you could really look at them and you could see the different colored LEDs in there. Guru, I was seeing some reds. Every now and again, I saw a red in there. 
I think that uh, the HLG quantum boards have supplemental 660, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there was definitely some reds in there, but it was, you know, it was way different. Like, you could never look at this thing, you know, regularly, man. It would blind you. But it was a trip looking at it through the reflection of the glass, man. I was actually able to look at the LEDs. Very nice. Very nice. Week. Ready for Grow Talk? Yes, sir. Sea of Green. You're supposed to say deal. Well, you're, you got yes, sir, deal. I'm trying. Deal. I'm trying not to, not to deal it all the time, man. <laughs> sea of Green by Stone Trout Bum. It says, want to run through multiple regular seed packs. Plan is to veg for a week, then to flip to 12-12. I'll be using two-gallon fabric pots because I can squeeze 25 pots with trays with little effort. And, and this is in this grow space. And 20 pots with room to spare. This is a 4 by 4 tent, 570 watts of quantum boards, uh, dehumidifier and AC in the basement, and humidistat thermostat set to exhaust the tent in the basement. I figure I'll toss, this is the important part, I figure I'll toss half of the males after 10 days in flowers, so I'll have more room. What are your thoughts? So he was saying, you know, why not start 25 plants? It's kind of tight, but I'm going to be getting rid of some when he gets rid of the males, right? Yeah, I mean, first off, let's talk about vegging for a week. Is if that's from seed, you're not gonna not gonna do much, man. You're gonna need to grow those things out for a few weeks. Yeah, and I don't know if he's trying to do it to find. You know, he just says I want to run through multiple regular packs of seed. But you're saying yeah to get a return. He's in two gallons. So how long of a veg time do you think you recommend if he wants to pull off a full grow and from two seed. gallons from seed? For, yeah, from seed is different than from clone. I think it would take a yeah. few weeks, Guru. What do you think? I'm not a seed master, but it certainly takes a, a week, 10 days just to get to something, get, a small I, plant. It, it's really just, and it's going to be, hey, again, strain dependent on uh, how how fast and stretchy these go. Because the, the idea is to get enough vegetative growth to give yourself a full canopy when you flip a flower and then it goes through its stretch. Right. Uh, and it's kind of hard. to. And that's a lot easier and uh, traditionally, sea of greens are done with clones, right? Not seeds, because you need to get that uniform, even canopy. You need it, the plants to grow uniformly, which, and I think he's saying he's running multiple different strains. He had like onesies and twosies left over from his seed packs. He just wants to get rid of, right? Um, so I, I would almost treat this as like a pheno hunt versus trying to get the most yield you can get from it, because from but, those wait, onesies wait, and twosies, I want to back you can find up. some winners and just reveg. To the point of how long should he go? I'm picturing if I pop a seed in a two-gallon fabric pot, once I see the first set of real leaves, not the dicot leaves, that uh, then it's going to be a month. It's going to be a month of veg. You want to have a return. So What's that? That's exactly what I'm thinking. So why not? Or I don't know if this will work for you, but I'm just going to bring it out there because it might help some people. If you want to sex plants really quick, you you grow them and then you wait till they have a, just a, just till they're big enough to clone. Maybe two, I say three weeks. Then you clone them and then you put those clones under twelve twelve. So you root them out under twelve twelve. Within a week, ten days, you'll start seeing preflowers on the uh, on the females. So within a week, ten days, you can tell uh, what's male and what's female in your grow room. There's some good comments in here too. JB13 was talking about instead of using all these saucers, because when you have runoff, which you're supposed to have runoff, you got to get your little shot back, shot back out all your saucers. Right. Get like a spill tray or a bigger tray on a slight slant. So all your runoff goes to one end of it. It'll make your life a lot easier for the work that needs to be done when you're doing sure. your irrigation. If you've got those four so, by eight trays, you can get, I guess you can't walk on those though. I've used many different sizes. Two by, yeah, mine weren't anything you could walk on, but I always would have. 
hydro trays on a slant with my soil or soilless containers on them to one end. So yeah, you're just shop backing out one end. If you're particularly Never had lazy, my- you can just go, go get the pond liner and just put the pond liner down. That acts as a big waterproof layer. The dream of grow room that I've never had indoors is a grow room with one or actually two drains in the floor with the natural slope already. Or sometimes, you know, how sure. like a greenhouse floor will slightly slant to the middle for yep. drainage. Like, yep. Oh, that would be great to have. Man, Talk about- I, I was growing in, tra- I mean, uh, Trip was growing in trailers back in the day and trailers are elevated off the ground. So you were able to do stuff like put floor drains directly in the floor, slope the floors and just have the whole thing just drain out the bottom. Um, you're able to do stuff like have all your reservoirs under the floor, under the ground. Oh yeah, pretty slick moves. Amazing, so slick, man. It made such nice grows. Mm. All right, accidentally left my lights on for about 21 hours. Oh man. In my flower tent, Mm. posted by Love the Dank. (laughs) Greetings, DGC family. First and foremost, I want to thank you guys for the wealth of information you make available to growers like me, longtime listener and recent supporter of the show. Thank you for the support. I feel it's only fair I give back to the or back to the place from which I've learned so much. All right, man. I'm glad we're helping you grow. Here's the question. I'm a newer grower currently on my third grow ever. On Sunday, I get home from work around 6.30 p.m. to find my lights in my flower room are still on. It says the ladies did not look happy. The timer should have shut them off at 9 a.m., but turns out I accidentally set the digital timer from auto to on the night before. I have done that exact mm, more than once. Uh, I have four plants in the tent, two tester seeds I got from a friend who's dabbing with some breeding. One is an S-Class. What is an S-Class? That's a Mercedes or some shit. It's a golden goat cross with blue dream in week six of flowers. So the main thing is here, he's got plants in week six of flower, plants in week four, and two are only a few days in their second week of flower. So all stages of flowering. He turned the lights off immediately after getting home. And resumed the regular light schedule on at 9 p.m. off at 9 a.m. Should I be worried about Hermes or other ill effects like negative impact on yield due to stress from interrupted dark cycle? What should I expect from this little blunder of mine? Thanks in advance, guys. Cheers. Keep on cultivating. I think he's. I, I think he's fine. I think he's I all right, Guru. Do you have what any other choice? Do you have? It's not worth cutting them down. Or anything like that. No, just he's wondering if he's got to look out for Herms or if it's going to be a I problem. Think so. I think Meister, Meister nails it. It's way worse for it to have an interrupted night cycle uh, in it to think that it's in a whole new day than it is for it to have an extended light cycle. Well, how am I going to show the chick I brought back from the bar my grow, man? Because that's going to be an interrupted uh, night cycle. Wait, this is an extended light cycle, right? His light yes, should have went off the, at 9 a.m. This is an extended didn't. light cycle, so this is a, a less of a big deal as an interrupted night cycle. When oh, you yeah, them on in the middle. Yeah, it, as opposed to them coming on in the middle when the plant is fully asleep, and then it gets all confused with its phytochrome state that it's in, whether it thinks it's day or night. Um, versus it just staying on its its day, its uh, PR for phytochrome state longer uh, is a lot less of a big deal hormonally for it than it, it does, like switching in the middle of its night cycle. Yeah, that, no, that, that is a lot sure. more stressful for the plant if it's interrupted. It's a lot, most like a lot more stressful for me as an analogy. If you're going to wake me up at yeah. 3.30 in the morning, I'm going to be a little bit like, what's going on? Oh, you don't be waking Mrs. Real up at 3.30 in the morning. Just but stay, yeah, but staying done. up, you're 
it, it's a, a little less stressful on you to just stay up. I don't think one time is enough to cause Hermes. I, no. I, I mean, to, to my non-scientific knowledge, it's usually a longer um, indirect interruption of light cycle than just one time this happened. So I think you're going to be fine. Just get everything back on schedule. And this is a great reason to recommend, which I use the pulse monitor because you wouldn't be notified. You would have been notified that your light stayed on because with that pulse environmental monitor, you can set it. You put in, okay, what is your what, what is your light schedule right now? 18.6, 12.12, what is it? And put the times in that they should be on. And then we'll let you know if they're not on or if they come on when it's a dark period. The, uh, you know, how it'll text your phone, whatever. I even thought about using it, Scotty. Um, my, my son's 14 now. He's having some friends over, some sleepovers. And I'm like, you don't even have a lock on my office. And I got some shiz up in my office. Right. So I was like, screw it. I could put a pulse monitor in here. Somebody comes in here and turns on the light. It's going to let me know, man. So I'm thinking crafty. Nice. You know what they said? Actually, I was talking to Chris about that. And he says that he has a commercial grows that will put an environmental monitor in their nutrient room. Right. To be able to tell how often and when employees go in there because they got to go in there and turn on the lights. It's like interesting. Makes sense. Makes sense. Check them out, guys. Getpulse.co. They also have coupon code, dude. It monitors a lot of other things, guys, in your environment. Humidity, BPD, all kinds of set points, and it'll hit your phone if things are not going perfectly. Man, I'm still thinking about that, leaving the lights on for 24 hours, a human analogy. And you leave me going for 20 or at least 21 hours, I could cause some long-term damage, I bet, man. I am not, yeah, I do not operate well. I've driven for 22 and a half hours straight before. I did too. That's uh, definitely will make you hallucinate. In Kansas, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to pull oh, over in no. Kansas? But. Uh, and I think the longest I ever did was 19 something. I've never done it again. It's not worth it. Yeah, the dog well, told me to pull over. So. so I was driving to Florida. It was worth it. All right, moving on. This is Simple Nutrient Plan by Chip D. <laughs> What up, DGC? Looking for a simple nutrient lineup and a plan for my next grow. As a new grower, the amount of products products available is a bit overwhelming. I'm yes. using Roots Organic Soil. Okay, familiar with that. It's got contains perlite, cocoa fiber, peat moss, pumice, worm castings, bat guano, fish bone, and kelp meal. It's basically got a good, decent feed in there, sometimes for up to a month. I want to go with Recharge and Mammoth Pea for beneficial bacteria and microbes, but not sure what to use for the meat and potatoes. Does anyone have any product suggestions for a simple grow? Bloom and Bloom Booster? Question mark. I plan on adding a cow mag to the mix, but I'm not sure what other products are beneficial or necessary. I'd prefer to keep it as simple as possible. Any suggestions? What do you got? You know, He's I'm, starting off with an enriched mix here. Keep that in mind. He's sure. going to be good for at least two to three weeks with that roots. You're trying to learn salt or you're trying to learn organics? I mean, Soup says it right here. The guys at BioBiz make a very simple... Uh, organic protocol that, that would be pretty simple and you'd have all sorts of people to help you as far as uh, feedback and calling BioBiz. So definitely would recommend them. Uh, what do you think as far as simple salt nutrient? I don't, I mean, I'm trying to, if he's wanting simple, like very simple. So you mentioned BioBiz, that's fine, but they do have, a, I'm trying to think, I think it's six or seven bottles, although you don't use all of them at any given time, but you can just go as simple as using a base. You could use BioBiz bloom and grow and maybe a cow mag and be good to go or even more more simpler i don't think that's correct. right uh if you i don't know if you're familiar with doing this it might be a little tricky though so you got an enriched mix if you know your roots is about to run out of juice 
start start your top dress. There's some all-purpose top dresses out there. There's one that's pretty popular in Canada called, I think, Gaia Green. It's like a, I don't know if it's a 444 maybe. But there are some top dresses that can cover most of your bases. You're going to have to re-top dress and know when to. Uh, so that might be tricky for you. And by top dress, guys, it's usually a fine powder, a mix of minerals and or guanos or, you know, whatever, some rock dust. Um, and you just sprinkle it on the top layer of your soil. And when you water through, it pulls nutrition down into the rhizosphere. What, I mean, I'm trying to – he said as simple as possible. So I, I don't even want to do – as, as simple as possible is, is calling Jaron from New Millennium or what is it, 5-8. You can find him online and, and talking to him. He's got the most, in my opinion, he's got some of the most simplest programs. With He grows absolute fire with his New Millennium, what is it, four parts? I think it's either four parts or maybe five parts. And I know he adds that green <laughs> sensation, so maybe that's the fifth. Very simple, replicates the seasons. You've got a rep that's in the DGC to help you out. So, And I know Playground, his other line... And uh, he's a friend of the show, so I'm going to shout out to him. Also makes an alga A and B, which is a very simple A and B solution. Uh, so check out something like that. A friend of the show, a guy that has some solutions for us. I'm going to recommend him. I'm going to just try to keep it more, <laughs> more simpler. Um, I mean, that's alga another line, though. I mean, that's bottles. Like that's I get it. I get it. But it's it's not it's not as simple as if you have bottles. I mean, if you, it is simple. If you equal just want to follow parts, a feed chart, you're right. Equal parts A and B and using a, a parts per million meter to get it to the proper parts per million around a thousand, whatever you're feeding it is very, very simple. And since we're doing hashtag no spill, I'll do one more. It has no association with the show, no sponsorship, none of that. But Medi One, and this is from Green Planet, being up here in Canada, Green Planet products are a little more prevalent. I believe they're located here in BC. Um, that's a designed to be a one part that I've heard a lot of good feedback about. I don't trust, Guru, uh, hop in this, man. Do you trust the one Because you part? don't trust anything that's in one bottle? How You're going to have a lot of nitrogen. If you uh, need a lot of nitrogen. Hold on. Okay. It, it depends on the quality of end product you are going for. If you want the simplest thing possible and you don't care about how, and well, one, if you have fire genetics, it's not going to matter a whole, whole lot. You're going to load up. Uh, but like we're talking in a difference between like, 20% and it being the best it could possibly be. And if you're using this, um, I mean a little bit, a little bit greener growth, but in terms of simplicity, like pure simplicity, a one part can get you there. As long as you're not expecting like top, like top, that. top shelf flower, sure. then a one part can get you, get definitely get you there. Why not? I like the input. Cause the most ag- agronomically proven thing is like a Jack's three, two, one at like 1.2 EC or something like that. Um, uh, in, in terms of just in in uh, in horticulture and agriculture and greenhouse production and sure. stuff, that that for flowering plants is pretty proven um, because just all, all the way through growth, it has everything it needs. Because when they sell it, they can have a nitrogen uh, deprived plant. They got to have a big green plant with a ton of nitrogen and a ton of flowers. Yep. Yeah, that's. that's I would like. I, I'm more. just saying it, it's it's a quality thing. Yep. Uh, if the ease of doing it is more important to you than the quality of your flower, you could by all means go with a one part, and you're going to have a successful grow, and you sure. will get you will finish. It won't be the best it could possibly be with the best yield it could possibly be. Um, it might be more bio. It, it could be more like green growth biomass and less flower, which is what you're right. actually after. Um, where your plant is just sequestering more carbon and not really facilitating that into yeah. cannabinoids and stuff you're actually after. My point is with a two part, you're able to adjust the amount of, uh, the amount of nitrogen. You're able to, to taper off the amount of nitrogen as the plant gets closer to harvest. You're allowed to give it a PK boost as well, which does help in flower development. 
I'll yeah, I'll, we should and I'll I'll end it as the moderator of the forum. The <laughs> yes, uh, guru's point I, I really think is a way to end it with the fact that if you can use BioBiz Grow it, just I'm just putting them in there, grow and bloom, you're gonna get a smokable, decent end product. Use their whole line, you're gonna have that flower have a lot more attribute and dankness to it because of what options it had. So that is a good point that sometimes being as simple as you can be will work but you might not be getting the full potential. And I know it's some good advice for them. Before you make a decision on spending a couple hundred dollars on nutrients, call the 800 number on the back. See if there's anyone that answers the phone. See if they can give you advice. See if they say, hey, you know what? Send some pics over. Let me take a look. Because if they're helpful and they're cool, I devote my dollars and go for them. Go, go for it. You're paying a lot for these nutrients, so you should be paying something for customer service. That's why I recommended Jaren. Cool. Good hits, good hits yeah. on nutrient discussion that could go on for a long time. Yes, sir. Curing and vaping fresh flower by a big, make a large, huge. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love that, dude. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, big, make large, huge. Finished up my first grow a few weeks back. I did a whole plant hang. Wait, I did a whole plant hang with dry trimming. That means basically, guys, you cut the plant, didn't take any leaves off, which is how I do it and hung it up to dry, and then you trim with everything dry. After trimming, I took some scissor hash and used my flower pot to vaporize it. It was the best, most intense flavor I've had and tasted like what I would imagine being or biting into a lemon made of pledge floor cleaner. That is After awesome. My- hey, hang on a sec. That is such yeah. a, a wonderful, like, I don't know, spoil of growing is that you get to your own scissor hash. Like nobody sells scissor hash. That's something that gets smoked right there. And it's fucking amazing. So that's awesome that you got your first grow and you got to enjoy it. After my buds finished curing, the taste is still good, but it's not near as intense as it was right after the trim. I vaped flour now pretty much exclusively. My question is, does the cure have any effect on the terps or is the cure mostly to remove the excess chlorophyll from the flower so the smoke is smoother? Uh, we could hit that one. I mean, the cures for both of those, no? Well, uh, depends well, uh, and there's two things. There's a dry and there's a cure. So, but well, during, during the dry, um, and especially when the temperatures are lower when you're drying, the plant is kind of in like it's not really dead, it's not really alive, but there's still uh, biological processes that are going down, going on, and uh, like precursor chemicals are being turned into cannabinoids and terpenes and flavonoids at the same time as chlorophyll is starting to break down in the plant um, and get rid of that like hay smell or chlorophyll taste to stuff. So, uh, what is oxidation? That's the drying or the curing process when things oxidize. Oxidation is the degradation process for most of the most of the stuff. So <laughs> that's, that's the oxygen molecule breaking off. And and oxidation generally breaks stuff down. And you don't oxidation will happen with higher temperatures. It'll happen faster with higher temperatures and direct sunlight. So that's why well, you, you want to keep your weed away from direct ter- sunlight or hot temperatures. And terpenes are volatile where they're oxi- they'll oxidize. And they'll go and, and yeah, and it when they oxidize it kind of neut- neutralizes them. Same concept as ozone. Ozone works because it has an oxidative potential and it neutralizes uh, like the particles that are making smells in the air. Sure. Okay. Sure. That's how ozone works. I was not aware of that, sir. And he's asking about just to have a smooth smoke. And part of the thing with smooth smoke is also how you flush it. But he here's his next question here. If it's just to have a smooth smoke, then am, am I correct in thinking that if I were to cut a bud right off a living plant and vape it, 
would that be the ultimate in freshness? No. Uh-uh. I've tried it. Tastes kind of neat. Doesn't ever Just smoke. Just not burn it, but vape it. Not put no. fire on it. Yeah. Either you, would it be enough you, to decarb it? You have, well, well, yeah, but you have to vape off so much water vapor mm-hmm. with it, too. And it's not very, it doesn't taste very good. No, it, it, it. It, it, it doesn't really work. What I, I like to, or I used to like to do with my <laughs> volcano was uh, just use it for your trim. Uh, like the the trim is the perfect thing to throw in a volcano and vape it. You're getting the same thing out of it, anyways. It would be like heating it up with a hair dryer to dry it, and then getting it dry enough. Well, to vape. inhaling it while you're heating it up with a hair dryer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think you answered because he says if this is the case, and there's a, is there a way to maintain that freshness? Is it possible to freeze the bud then later thaw it when you want to consume? Would that be better to store in a fridge, or am I crazy? No, not you're not. crazy. Uh, it will just, work. Yeah, but just the, the concept and what you're talking about, it's just what we were talking to Jason with dialed in terpenes about, was the whole cold thing. Cold does preserve terpenes. You're on the right track with that. You got the right, right philosophy. But I don't think you can really do it just that simple. I think that's where those freeze dryers come. And I think, the, what do you do? You shake it off in the rosin or something? Well, no, it, it comes down to water content of the stuff that you're actually trying to get. If you freeze fresh flowers, right. there's a lot of water left in that. Oh, yeah. that uh, water crystallizes when it freezes, if you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll bust open those cells and stuff. Where uh, You can keep water hash in the freezer, no problem, because the trichome heads are all oils and waxes. There's right. No, there's no water in there to actually freeze you can store them way below freeze you can cryogenically freeze them if you want i remember seeing guys like uh frosty were taking fresh flowers and i think they were making a bubble hash out of fresh frozen flowers or not that jason's doing that he's he's fresh freezing his flowers right but you got to realize that when we're doing that we're collecting the trichome heads Okay. We're separating right. that from everything else. So we're collecting them and they don't explode when they freeze. So they're okay. And we're separating it from all the plant material. Is that with when, a when cold you, shake? Is that what they're what you're doing when you when you uh, do the shake, whether a lot of people don't use dry ice anymore, but shaking the keef off, that's what you're doing then? Same 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 concept. Little bit uh higher temperatures to where the trichome heads can start to smear. Got it. Um, which you don't want to happen. Uh, but really just don't freeze fresh flowers, um, unless you're going to, um, pretty soon after make water hash out of it. Makes sense to me, And don't, don't vape fresh weed. And, uh, I guess you could store cured weed in the fridge. Cured. Cured. You could do. Cool dry place is really good. Cool dry place would be better. Yeah. Yeah. The fridge might be, oh. Yeah, a cool dry place has always worked well for me. Big, mick, large, huge. You are not crazy. Thanks for the grow talk question. Yeah. All y'all can get your grow talk questions. Don't forget up on dudegrows.com under growing questions. Don't have to be a member. Anybody can go over there, hang out, and get some knowledge. Yes. Or give some knowledge. Yes. Shit. Love it. So yes, hey, and recharge it these days. Where can I find it? Oh, uh, yo, help me out, man. Who is what is going on here, Guru? What do you think? Hydro got for me? Masters in Shelby Township in Clinton Township, Michigan. Oh, I see, man. I see. There's a recharge question. We also have a recharge question. This I, is law LOS, low loss and recharge just, help. That was what threw me off, man. I don't know what By the stony one. All right, help me hey, out. Hey, let's say hey guys, new listener, first time poster. Thank I'm wondering. Much. If you could help me with a quick question, I'm starting to pop seeds in basic pro mix and then transplanting into build a soils LOS 
oh, what is it? Build a Soils LOS. Got me, man. I bet the last one stands for soil. <laughs> and would like to know when do I add living organic nature? soil? Okay, that should have we should have known. That. <laughs> uh, sorry for the punctuation and the weird words using the voice to text. You guys rock, keep on smoking. So when to use recharge, planting in peat using a living soil mix from build a soil uh, right right away. Even before, what should he do that for his first watering before the seed pops, or wait till he gets the first leaves? I like to wait till they get the first leaves. Yeah, let me turn this off. Let me get the business here. I do it as soon as I know there's roots. Well, yeah. It's, well, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, yeah, that would the, be the, the same time, wouldn't it? For, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's busting my bulls, man. Right saying at, up, upon emergence. Yeah, right after the first real leaves, and you know it's got roots, and you know it's got a root system. Give it like a, a half a teaspoon per gallon. It's definitely what are you trying to do then? You know, I'm always talking about the bacteria and always kind of downplaying the mycorrhizae. At this point, you're really trying to use the mycorrhizae. The mycorrhizae's only got that little area of root to inoculate, so it covers that thing. There's so many spores in there, it just covers it, it goes to work, and then all it's got to do is as the roots expand, the myco expands right on it. So it's a it's a it's a real awesome situation to get that on early. And the myco doesn't like to colonize once you start putting a lot of nutrient in there. So uh, yeah, you definitely got the right idea to use it early and then just step it up you'll see that the plants go growing really healthy really quickly and just keep on going once a week treat after that been bartering trading a little bit i think i got a welder that lives in my neighborhood is going to weld a hitch on the back of my travel trailer because i traded out some recharge that is awesome. the problem with the recharge in canada is obviously there's no way to really get it now i got another grower i gave a couple samples to just right. trying to get nice to some dgc and of course he's like dude I used it and I want it now. Where can I? I'm like, damn it! Like I can't. I feel like I'm doing a disservice to growers. So remember that still DC worked. that DC six that they took and flew it. Unfortunately, it crashed, but they flew it with weed. You know, like eight tons of weed. Ooh, yeah. Recharge plane. Yeah, we could do that recharge plane. There's got to be like frozen tundra we can land on that nobody's around at, right? Still working on it, guys. That would not more than like anything more than getting that up here. Uh, to Canadian DGC. Great product, realgrowers.com. Check it out on Amazon Prime. Yell at your phone, Real Growers Recharge. Get it in two days. All right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Amazon. Quicker, sooner. Drone service en route. I think that's all we got. Maybe we'll do some shout outs or what? That is. That is. And I tell you what, I'll start it with uh, a shout out to Sam Houston. Cute. Rose the Dank, man. Love it. And the can of crap. Mysterious. Lysergic acid and Matt S. What up? You don't know what lysergic acid is, man? Dithalinate, sir? L. Yes, it is, man. LSD? Wait. Yeah, maybe I'm, uh, how come that doesn't spell LSD? Anyway, what the hell? Matt S. and Crocodile OG. Hey, buddy. It's Dan Lee. Don't forget Frosty McNuggets and Tip Top Magoo. Frosty McNuggets eat chicken McNuggets. No, man, no. He just smokes the dank, brother. Last but not least, Skip Jones. What's yeah. up? Yeah. All right. Sounds good, dude. Stay higher, my friend. Yes. Until next time, uh, take it easy, as you said. Now you got me questioning whether lysergic acid is a rooting hormone or something that makes me trip for eight hours. <laughs> Some people love to blaze up the dank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude.
Smoking weed, I ain't got nothing wrong. 